Hey, 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 Kingdom Citizens. I pray that you all are doing well on this beautiful day. This is a day that the Lord has made, and I have decided to rejoice and be glad in it. I hope that is your prayer as well. This is your girl, Prophet C.L. Suz, with Mental and Love Notes 101. I'm just sitting here on today just thinking about how good God is and how His mercy endures forever. Even when I can't even fathom all the things that He has done, I just know His hand was in it. And for that, I am truly, truly thankful. As I begin to just ponder on the day this morning and wherever you may be at round the glow night, you know, <laughs> I know we in different time zones at time. But as I begin to just <clears throat> bask in God's presence, he took me to Jeremiah chapter 31. And as I began to read Jeremiah 21, all these different scriptures started popping up. And it was almost as if it was a reunion or resurfacing of what has already been spoken. What has, God has already decreed and declared. It's just like all you see a now collaboration with all scriptures working together in one, ver, one chapter. So if I can leave with you anything from that, from, from this chapter that I'm getting ready to read. It will simply be, be ready, the time is coming. Be ready, the time is coming. It said, 31 said, at the same time, says the Lord, I will be the, the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus says the Lord, the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. Israel when I went to give him rest. The Lord has appeared of old to me saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with love kindness, I have drawn you. Again, I will build you and you shall be rebuilt. O Virgin of Israel, you shall again be adorned with your tamarinds and shall go forth in the dances of those who rejoice. You shall plant, you shall yet plant vines on the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and eat them as ordinary food. Skip over to verse 7. It said, For thus says the Lord, sing with gladness for Jacob. And shout among the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, O Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. Because a lot of times we think it's the multitude. But let me just send a new flash before you. It's not in the multitude, but it is in the remnant. And the scripture said, we should be proclaiming, give praises, and saying, O Lord, save your people. The remnant of Israel. Nine said, they shall come with weeping and with supplication. I will lead them. Think about the scripture that said that, that, you know, God said, acknowledge me in all your ways and I will direct your path. That's one of the confirmations. 
He said, I will cause them to walk by the rivers of water. Oh, Psalms 23 speak to us and told us that in the, in the, in the midst of where he said, for the Lord is our shepherd, I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pasture. He restores my soul. It said, in a straight way in which they shall not stumble. You're going to be on a smooth path, uncluttered path. A path that God is leading us to. For I am the father to Israel and Ephraim is my firstborn. I don't know. You need sometimes just declare and tell, 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 make a decoration and tell the Babylon bully. It's not going to happen in this season. You're bullying me long enough, but it will not happen in this season. 12 said, therefore, they shall come and sing in the height of Zion. Streaming to the goodness of the Lord. For wheat. Uh-huh. We talked about that. Well, the wheat in, in Matthew chapter 13 was said the wheat and tear let them grow together. But he said in the time of the harvest, he's going to put... He's going to do the separating until the time of harvest. He will do the separating. Be ready. The time is coming. He said in the time of harvest, I will do the separating. Instead, the tares will be burned first. It's not my word. This is the word of the Lord. He said for wheat and new wine and oil for the young of the flock and the herd. The goodness of the Lord shall be seen. 13 says, then shall the virgins rejoice, virgin, young women rejoice in the dance and the young men and the old together for I will turn their mourning to joy will comfort them and make them rejoice rather than sorrow. Oh my God. Can we just talk about that? And he said, this shall the virgins rejoice. It's almost like the scripture that talks about in, in the book of Acts chapter two. He said, where I will pour out in it. No, let me stop right there. It said, and it shall come to pass. That's new revelation. And it shall come to pass. The five number, five, five, Five words that mean grace. Five, the number five prophetically mean grace. God's gracing us to understand that it shall come to pass. Not just in the old times. Because Joel, in the Joel, in 2 and 28, I think around 28 verse, it's being talks about, and I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your young daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall drink, have vision, and your old men have dreamed dreams. Here he is telling us again, confirmation that he said in verse 13, said, they, then shall the young virgin in the virgin rejoice in the dance. And the young men and the old men together, for I will turn their mourning to joy and will comfort them and make them rejoice together rather than sorrow. What scripture does that bring us to? Think about Psalms 30 and 11. It says sorrow into joyful dancing. He's getting ready to turn sorrow into joyful dancing. Not only in Psalms 30, but in, in, in Isaiah 61, it picks it up like this. He said a point to give to a point to a point to give them beautiful ashes to a point to give them uh, where they were mourning i'm getting ready to give them joy or uh, it, look praise the garment of praise in 61 alone it said to a point to give and to plant here we are talking about some of the same stuff that god is bringing to revelation understanding that this is what he's getting ready to do be ready because the time has come the time has come the time has come for you to receive what the Lord has said 
unto you. 14 read as thus. It said, I will. In the New King James Version, it says, satiate. S-A-T-I-A-T-E. I will satiate the soul of the priest with abundance. What does satiate mean? It, it means to satisfy. It means to satisfy to the fullness. To overfill. To stuff. This is what God said he's getting ready to do. I will satiate the soul of the priest with abundance. The priest is not those just in leadership position. It's not just those behind the pulpit, but the priest of God, the priest that God had headship over. He said, I'm getting ready to cause abundance to hit them like never before. What is abundance? More than enough. Then he began to say, and my people, not just anybody, not just a people, but my people. He put he put explicit details on that. He said, my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. If we can hold him to anything, he said, prove me now, says the Lord. Shall I not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will not have room to receive? Come on, Bible, preach to us this morning. Preach to us this afternoon. Preach to us in the midnight hour. Preach to us. Because God in this one chapter begins to start confirming everything that he already told us. My people shall be satisfied with my goodness. Not just any goodness, but my goodness, says the Lord. It shall come to pass. So be ready. 16 said, thus says the Lord, reframe your voice from weeping. And your eyes from tears. Hold back your voice from weeping. Avoid weeping. Stop the weeping. Because in the midst of all that you're going through, I'm getting ready to restore, says the Lord. He said, for your work shall be rewarded. It's time for you to collect the wages from your grief work. You grieve long enough. Yeah. You grieve long enough. You cried long enough. You wept long enough. You lamented long enough. But God said, hold back, refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. I seen your tears. I heard your tears. But it, refrain from all that, says the Lord. For your grief work shall be rewarded. And they shall come back from the land of the enemy. <laughs> God said, this is the word of the Lord. I, this is Jeremiah 31, 16 verse. He said, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. The enemy had done everything he can to bring that weeping spirit on you. The enemy had did everything he could to bring that grieving spirit upon you. The enemy had done everything he can to make you feel like God has forgotten you. But I am just here to tell you in the name of Jesus that every tear that you have dropped, every work of grief that you have God said, get ready to collect your wages. There is hope in your future, says the Lord. 
There again, here is another verse confirming what God has already declared unto us. One of our favorite verses in Jeremiah 29 and 11. He said, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans of peace to give you a future and a hope expected in. He said, there is hope in your future, says the Lord. There is hope in your future, says the Lord. He said, even in our limited perspectives and the condition of our body and the condition of what we think it should be, our, our, what do you say, mercurial variation distorts our elevations. Now, let me say it just like the Lord gave it to me. The mercurial variation distort our evaluations causing us to miss our elevation if we don't change the mercurial variations distorts our evaluations causing us to miss our elevation if we don't change mercurial is just unpredictable changes a mood or mind, fickle, inconsistent. It's not the way of the Lord. But God said there is hope in your future, in our future, says the Lord. Verse 19, 18 said, Restore me and I will return. For you are the Lord, my God. Restore me and I will return. For you are the Lord, my God. 19, surely after my turning. Because see, a lot of times, God told us in the word, there's another confirmation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God said, submit unto me, resist the devil, and he will flee. The only way the, the turning takes place, he said, when the enemy meant for bad, I will turn it around for your good. But you got to be one to repent. Surely after my return, after my turning, I repented. And, 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 and think about second Chronicles chapter seven. For my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face, return from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and heal their land. That's another confirmation. And the Bible said, after I was instructed, I struck myself on the thigh. I was ashamed, yes, even humiliated, because I bore the reproach of my youth. Sometimes it's the immaturity that's causing you to not repent. It's the immaturity that's causing you not to turn. It's the immaturity that's causing you not to be restored, because you were trying to do it your way instead of God's way. This is God's way or no way. You bearing the reproach of your youth because you refuse to mature and turn. Mature and be restored. Mature and be instructed of the Lord. Verse 22 says, how long will you gad about, oh, you backsliding daughter? Ugh. For the Lord has created a new thing in the earth. Oh my God, here we go. Gad, G-A-D. How, how long will you run around? How long will you wander? How long will you stray? 
Uh-huh. Oh, you backsliding daughter. Oh, you backsliding son. How long will you be able to do all this? For the Lord has created a new thing in the earth. That's why in the book of Isaiah, it began to tell us, behold, I will do a new Thing. Behold, I will do a new thing. Shall ye not know it? It asked us a question. Shall ye not know it? So at that point, you got to make sure that you're in right standing, in right alignment, in right position to receive what God is doing. A woman shall encompass that man. That's what it just basically means. A woman shall transform, embrace the transforming of her God. How long are we going to keep going around from one place to another in pursuit of pleasure or entertainment? How long are you going to walk in indecisiveness when God is already, God is very decisive. God knows what he's going to do. He said, I change not. I'm immutable. I change not. I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. He said, but I need for you to change to be better. I need for you to change to be like me. I need you to change to do the things of me. I need you to change to have a better life. How long are you going to keep going around place to place, one place to another in pursuit of pleasure, pleasure to your flesh, pleasure unto the way you want to do things, pleasure the way you want to feel things, pleasure. It's not about a feeling. It's about a knowing, knowing that I am a child of the most high God, not a feeling. Because if people don't have a feeling, they feel like, oh, God, I'm not saved anymore. It's not based on a feeling. If that's the case, none of us would be saved. But it's a based on a knowing that I am a child of the most high God. Entertaining the flesh. God said it needs to cease. It needs to cease. You're not in here to entertain nobody and anybody. You are here to be a light before people, a light that's shining on the hill, not being hid. You're not here to entertain. You're not here to perform. And when we say we up to preach the word of God, we up say we're going to teach the word of God. We're going to study the word of God. We doing this, we doing that. And then you don't come from sound doctrine, the foundation of what God is or who God is. You only performing. And God don't have time for performers. God don't have time for, for performers. He's looking for those who are conformed. Not conformed, but transformed. He's not even looking for those who've been in a conformed mentality mindset. He's looking for those who have a transformed mindset. Transformed from the renewing of your mind. Transformed from the renewing of your ways. Transformed from the renewing of how you think. How long were you gad about? How long will you run around, go wandering, stray, think it's all about you, yourself, me, myself, and I? How long, oh backsliding daughter? Read verse 22, New King James Version. 23 said, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, they shall again use this speech in the land of Judah and in the cities when I bring back their captivity. The Lord bless you. 
oh home of justice and the mountains of holiness. You don't think, and I know we've been looking at it and we've been seeing it and we've been hearing it and we've been feeling the, the thing of injustice, but let me tell you, be ready because the time is coming that God said, I'm getting ready to bless you. I'm getting ready to call you the home of justice. I'm getting ready to call the mountains of holiness to bless you. Then when, well, when people thought you was of nothing, when people thought you because of your skin color, he said, in the midst of this, I'm getting ready to allow people to see that you are blessed of the Lord. 25 said, for I have satiated the weary soul and I have replenished every sorrowful soul. What is it? Satiated. I have refreshed the tired bodies and I have restored the tired souls. God is in this season. God is in this season. He's getting ready to refresh the tired bodies. He's getting ready to re restore the tired souls. Even in Galatians 69, he said, be not weary and well doing for you shall reap if you faint not. God said, don't faint in this season. I know that you're tired. I know that you feel weary. I know that things have been coming one after the other. You seem like you get over this hump and here go another hump. But God said, he's getting ready to do the refreshing. He's getting ready to do the restoring. Hold on, my sister. Hold on, my brother, because now is the time. God said, the time is coming. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Stay ready. Keep your heart in the right posture. He said, behold, the days are coming. Here go 27. Here go 27 confirming what God is saying. I'm telling you, God is saying, I'm getting ready to do a thing. Behold, a new thing. New thing is springing forth even now. You got to be ready for it. It's getting ready to spring forth even now. He's getting ready to do a new thing. He said, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of man and the seed of beast. Yeah, man and beast. Yeah, the enemy has been been wandering. He's been in the house of the Lord. He's been running rampant in some houses, in Christian houses, marital families. He's been running rampant even in, in the midst of financial things that's going on in our lives. Seem like we've been depleted from one thing or the other. But God said it's getting ready to happen in the house of Judah with the seed of man and seed of beast. I see it. I see and I understand what the enemy doing. He said he's He said even when they begin to see the wheat and the tear, he said it was an enemy that caused this. He said, but I see it. He said in 28 said, and it shall come to pass. Hey, cool. Bye bye. He said, there it go again. The revelation of the God of who we serve in the revelation of it shall come to pass. That number five, them five words mean grace. It shall come to pass. Here 28 said, and it shall come to pass that as I have watched over them, have I have watched over them to pluck up, to break down, to throw down, to destroy, and to afflict. So I will watch over them to build and to plant, says the Lord. There it again, here is confirmation. He said one plant, one water, but who give the increase? Who give the increase? God said, I will give the increase. He's getting ready to increase some things. He's getting ready to cause an abundance. He's getting ready to cause a refreshing. He's getting ready to call a replenishing. He's getting ready to call a restoring of his people. This ain't my word. This is the word of the Lord. He said, I've seen all that stuff. 
but I'm getting ready to pluck up. I'm getting ready to break down. I'm getting ready to throw down. I'm getting ready to destroy. I'm getting ready to deflict. And I watch over them, but I'm getting ready also to build up my children. I'm getting ready to plant them, says the Lord. He's getting ready to cause us to start over building and planting. Because this time, yeah, oh God, this time, nothing can separate you from the love of God. 31 said, behold, here is another word. Look, behold, take heed. The days are coming. Be ready. The days are coming. Be ready. The days are coming. It's time. It's time. I preached the message on Sunday. Be not afraid, but it's time. Be not afraid, but it's time. Here God is confirming his word by his word. Be not afraid, but it's time. It's coming. Be ready. The time is coming. Be ready. The time is coming. 31 said, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah. It is coming. 33 said, But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their minds, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Nothing will they be able to separate you from the love of God. 37 said, thus says the Lord, if heaven above can be measured and the foundation of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seas of Israel for all that they have done, says the Lord. If you can measure the heavens and if you can search out the foundations of the earth, God said, same way you can't do that, the same way it's impossible to do. It's impossible for me to turn my back on my children. It's impossible for me to turn my back on my seed. It's impossible for me to turn my back on those who repented. It's impossible to me to turn my back on those who've been restored. It's impossible for me to turn back on those who have called upon my name and I said I was saved now. It's impossible for me to turn my back on you now. When you have come into a place of repentance. He said, I will also, how can I, 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 I cast out all the seeds of Israel. He can, I can't turn my back on you. He said, why? If you cannot measure the heavens and you cannot even search out the foundations of the earth. He said, it's going to be just like, I cannot turn my back on you who have now walked in right standards to what I've told you. If you repent, I will hear from heaven and, and heal the land, their land. But it takes place for us to repent. It takes place for us to repent. Even Habakkuk too said it when I, I I will stand, I will stand, I will stand and upon my watch, I will stand upon my watch and I will hear what he says to me and what he says to me when I am reproved. What that means? We love to quote, oh, write the vision, make it plain. And they, yeah, that's good. And that is in the scripture, but do the first part. Do the first part. Do be first partakers of the first part. He said, when I am reproved, I will turn. I will, when I am rebuked, when I am reproved, when I am recorrected, when I am reprimanded, when I have turned from my evil ways of doing. He said, now I can write the vision and make it plain. And the first vision is your lifestyle. What is your lifestyle? The life that you live in. What is style are you giving back to the Lord? Or are you doing your own thing? Verse 40 says, God, this is good to me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. 
Thank you for your word, God, that never returned unto you void, but accomplish that that you set out to do. Thank you, God, for the ordinance of you, God. Thank you, God, for all the things that you have ordered in the cosmos to take place, God. Thank you, Father. Verse 40 says, And the whole valley of the dead bodies, and the whole valley of the dead bodies, and of the ashes, and all the fields as far as Brook Keterin to the corners of Horse Gate towards the east shall be holy to the Lord. Y'all know what I'm getting ready to say. The confirmation is already there. The confirmation is already there. Yeah, Ezekiel 37, where it talks about those dry bones. They were talks about those dry bones. God said, now it's time for you to prophesy. Now it's time for you to speak to those dry bones. Now, I don't know if you found yourself in Death Valley, but Death Valley don't have to be a remain. God said, even in the deafness, even in what you thought was dead, even what you thought was dry, even when you thought was not even null and void, God said, all I need for you to do is open up your mouth and prophesy over it. Open up your mouth and be able to speak what I tell you to speak. This is a time for you now to be ready because the time is coming. God's getting ready to pour out some stuff. He's already been pouring, but he's getting ready to pour out some more stuff. He said, I'm getting ready to cause refreshing. I'm getting ready to cause a restoring. I'm getting ready to call, he said, satiated as the new King James verse began to say, overflowing, abundance, fulfilling, stuffing my people for what they need because they've been pouring out. They've been laboring. They've been laboring in, even in weariness. They've been laboring even in tiredness. They've been laboring even in the sorrowful of their so they've been laboring even in the tears. God said, I'm getting ready to do this because my people begin to understand what it means to repent. I gave them that gift of repentance and they utilize it well. He said in the whole valley of the dead bodies and of the ashes and all the fields. He said, when you found yourself in death valley. Where you find yourself where seeing that stuff is dry. Where you found yourself where seeing like it is nothing even there. God said prophesy over it. Prophesy over it. Because he's getting ready to cause it to be holy. <laughs> he said it shall be holy to the Lord. Prophesy over that dry husband that you feel like is not coming to the Lord. Prophesy over those dry children who seem like they went wayward and not coming to the kingdom as it ought to. Prophesy over to your bank account when it seems like it's dry and the numbers are looking dull. Prophesy over those houses that you declare that God already showed you in dreams and vision. Prophesy. Prophesy over that thing that has been causing you pain. Prophesy over that body that it will be healthy. The book of Jeremiah 31. And even as I begin to read that book of Jeremiah, it lets me know in verse 31 alone, so many scriptures that corroborates with this one scripture, one text, one subject, one chapter. So many different scriptures, and I'm sure you can come with a plethora of other scriptures that may ring and resonate within you. But here God is saying, be ready. Because the time is coming. I know those who are faithful. I know those who are true. I know those who have done everything that I told them to do. I know them. I know them. I know them who 
wanted to throw in the towel, but realized I'm going to cover myself in this towel and keep going. I'm going to dry my face off from the tears and keep going. I'm going to wipe the sweat from my face and keep going. There's nothing too hard for our God. There's nothing too hard for our God. If God spoke it and we decree it, he said, you decree a thing and it shall be established. I decree Jeremiah 31 over my life. I decree Jeremiah 31 over the hearer's life. I decree 31 over my children's life and my unborn seed's life. I decree Jeremiah 31 over my entire family's lives. Because there was a time in 29, verse 29, 31, 29 talks about that. He says, it's no more that the father has eaten sour grapes and no more that the cheering teeth are set on edge. No more that you're going to fit your belly going to be aching behind the sour grapes that your mom and daddy ate. He said, no, he said, but every man now is going to be held individually. Every man now is going to be held individually. What do you want from the Lord? How are you responding to the Lord? Have you even repented? Have you even returned? Have you even fallen to the place of God? Please forgive me. Have you fallen in a place of backslidden stance? In a backslidden stance. God said you can come back. His arm is open to the backsliders. God is not a God that just wants to see you destroyed. But he said, I am a God that said, my people, my people who will call by my name, just humble yourself. Don't walk in a prideful spirit. Don't walk in an arrogant spirit. Don't walk in a boastful spirit, but humble yourself. Seek his face. Turn. 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 It's time to turn from the wicked ways. You want healing? You want deliverance? You want salvation? You want restoration? You want elevation? It has to take place when you turn. Are you willing to turn? Are you willing to turn? Are you really willing to do what Habakkuk 2 and 1 declared? When you are reprimanded. See, we want to watch what God say to everybody else. We want to get, get all rejoiceful when God is reprimanding somebody else. And seeing what he's saying to somebody else. But what is God saying to you? Do a self-examination. God, what are you saying to me? Because I promise you. The same way he said, when I am reprimanded, that means everybody. You ain't excluded. We ain't excluded. Leadership thinks, oh God, he, 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 he covers me because I'm in leadership position. But let me tell you something. You're the first one. You're the first partaker to be exposed. And this is a season of exposure. This is a season of exposure. God is exposing and he's starting with the household of faith first. 
Be ready, because the time is coming. Be ready, because the time is coming. I pray God's blessing to be upon the hearers, and I pray this word falls on good seed, good soil. Good soil that the seeds can be productive from the hearing of this message. This is your girl, Prophet C.L. Suss with Mental and Love Notes 101. I pray God be a blessing to you as you continue to be a blessing to him. Much love.